Got my eyes straight ahead, got my head in the game With the red light on, I'm just waiting for the change Sex and culture. I wouldn't normally start a podcast off with this phrase, but uh, well, I've been doing uh, some research into J.D. Unwin. Now, this was all brought about because I kept hearing uh, references uh, by, by a lot of other people on social media to how uh, we will see the collapse of society after, or well, basically after you see sexual morality start to decline um, and society allow, uh, you know, allow sexual depravity to just go unchecked, well, then eventually we will see the decline in that civilization itself. And so, uh, and and people have been referring to how this is what had happened in the the Roman Empire uh, with the Greeks, other, other civilizations. And I'd been reading about J.D. Unwin. So J.D. Unwin had released a book in the 1930s called Sex and Culture. And I've been, I've done so many, I've tried to record this uh, episode so many times, but it's such a big topic. And J.D. Unwin's book is so complex, so big, and trying to summarize it is very near impossible for a podcast. Basically, what I can take out of it all, and after reading some of the book, after reading the excerpts from that, and also a study, a, a study that was done by a uh, philosophy student named Kirk Durston, who has written a very, uh, a, a very, um, a very in-depth blog about about this book, uh, Sex and Culture. You'd have to come to the conclusion that what J.D. Unwin's research has concluded is absolutely correct. So he, he'd done a research into, I think it's 86 different cultures throughout, uh, throughout the history of this world and come to the same conclusion that every time the same monotonous repetition is, is occurring, basically these cultures all reach a pinnacle, they'll all have... Uh, some kind of sexual revolution, and then within three generations, they will see the collapse of their culture, and they'll be, uh, you know, either completely decayed, collapsed from within. They'll be taken over by another culture, another more energetic culture. Just amazing to read, to see the evidence that that he puts forward uh, to to explain what's going on now, considering that he wrote, released this book in 1930. So 30, 40 years before our own sexual revolution, which started to occur uh, in the late 1960s. Thank you, all you uh, hippies from the 60s. So, and then there's another book that came out, Mary Eberstead's Primal Screams. How the Sexual Revolution Created Identity Politics. Reading about these two books together and what the conclusions that they've come to, you, you sit there going, well, you have to come to the conclusion that the sexual revolution of the 60s and 70s, well, started in the 60s, went through 60s, 70s, 80s, I suppose, 
marked the decline of our modern Western culture. So I'm, I'm just going to read a little bit about what uh, of, of what Kirk Durston has written. Um, and it's far too complex to go through everything, the, the complete blog that he's done or try and summarize these books um, from Unwin and from Epistats. But uh, if you think that the 1960s, just like what Unwin said from the late 60s when we had this sexual revolution, from then on we can say, okay, we can start seeing the decline of our civilization and this will last about three generations. I just want to read a little bit more about what um, what Durston's put up uh, regarding what Mary Eberstadt has said. So Mary Eberstadt's recent research into mass killings, the substantial rise in mental health issues, including depression and the explosion of identity politics is a primal scream due to the loss of identity that was once provided by growing up in a long-term immediate family with siblings and a sizable group of cousins, aunts, and uncles, all of which provided identity essentially for well-being. Eberstadt shows and documents from various studies that this decimation of the family was a direct consequence of the sexual revolution at the end of the 20th century. Her research indicates that increased sexual freedom led to the decimation of the family, which resulted in the loss of family identity, which produces Eberstadt's primal screens. A massive increase in mental health issues. Is that not today? Mass killings. How often do we see that? And the rise of extreme identity groups at war with each other, all symptoms of a society rapidly spiraling into collapse, which all this seems to go and support Unwin's book, which was written in the 1930s, saying, hey, when we see societies have, you know, a sexual revolution, you can give them basically three generations and you'll see the total collapse of that civilization. Perhaps this appears to have greater explanatory power than Unwin's psychological suggestion, although the two may actually be closely related, given what Eberstadt shows. Both Unwin, J.D. Unwin, in his book Sex and Culture, and Eberstadt provide substantial evidence that a sexual revolution has long-term devastating consequences for culture and civilization. As Unwin states, the history of these societies consists of a series of monotonous repetitions. Remember, he studied 86 different cultures and how they collapsed. And appears, and it appears that our civilization is following the same well-traveled road to collapse. And then to summarize a little bit more of what... Uh, J.D. Unwin said, basically saying that a loosening of sexual constraints probably does not occur in one year or even one decade. In our case, one could argue that the sexual revolution began in the late 1960s, lasted throughout the 70s and possibly into the 80s. According to Unwin, only small changes in a culture occur in the first generation due to the cultural momentum of the previous generations. 
which still continues to be a heavy influence in the generation after the loosening or strengthening of sexual restraints. The changes become more prevalent in the second generation, which is where I think we are at today. But it is not until the third generation, after the initial generation has completely died off, that the changes reach their full effect, occurring rapidly over the course of that third generation. By the end of the third generation, which I think we're about to, we're hitting that tipping point, we're about to go into the third generation. By the end of the third generation, the changes have fully taken place and the culture stabilizes at at its new level. However, if it has stabilized at the highest level, then the flourishing of that culture continues to increase in subsequent generations. Though Unwin observes that no culture maintains that state very long. However, if it has stabilized at the lowest level, in other words, if it has collapsed, which is what I think is happening now, then that culture is destroyed from within or conquered or taken over by the more energetic culture. Destroyed from within. So I'm just going to read the the last section of this blog, which is going back to the philosophical thoughts that this writer, um, Kirk Durston, had written. Saying that for years, it has been my thinking that God's moral laws are not simply a bunch of arbitrary rules given to restrict mankind's freedom. Instead, they are like operating instructions designed to spare people from suffering while maximizing human flourishing. Unwin's and Herberstadt's research provides strong rational justification for the inference that God's moral laws pertaining to our sexuality, although they may restrain us from some immediate pleasure, protect us from enormous long-term suffering while maximizing our long-term flourishing. Look, reading these studies, reading the summary of these studies about um, from Unwin and Eberstadt, the sexual revolution and also the feminist movement, I think, from the 60s and 70s, 80s, whatever, it has devastated our society, our culture, and we can see the degradation of our civilization and how it is being eaten from within. We see reasoning completely going out the door, a culture that doesn't just deny God, it just doesn't even have anything to do with God because it just doesn't have time to even consider that there is possibly a God. Just completely non-religious. There's just, it's it's not even about being a, a, an, an atheist because they haven't even put in enough thought to being an atheist. I mean, I mean, I mean an atheist at least considers both arguments uh, and considers God and considers things has, you know, thought, a thought process. Our modern generation now doesn't even, doesn't consider anything. They're just too worried about themselves, too self-centered, which is the conclusion that Unwood 
Unwin uh, comes to one of the uh, one of the states of societies that just uh, I think is the zoist zoist uh, culture, this culture that just that just looks within, that just cares about themselves, that don't uh, don't care about anyone else. All they care about is themselves. We're going back towards that. Anyway, look, I this subject it's it's far too far too big to talk about in a, in a podcast. So I think I'm going to have to try and find someone. Uh, actually, I want to try and get get a hold of this Kirk Durston and get them to talk and see if they'll come on the program and talk about it. But I would encourage you to read uh, read if you can't read the books themselves, read the studies that have been done about uh, uh, from Eberstadt and from Unwin. And you can see it's blatantly obvious, blatantly obvious where our society is going and how the sexual revolution and the feminist movement did nothing to help our society our modern day culture, they have actually been the start of the destruction of our modern day culture. And uh, and as King Solomon said, there is nothing new under the sun. And as this writer says that... Uh, God's moral laws pertaining to our sexuality, although they might restrain us from some immediate pleasure, ultimately they've been put in place to protect us from enormous long-term suffering while maximizing our long-term flourishing. Anyway, I'd encourage you to look it up for yourself. I'll put the links in there for you to check it out for yourself. It's my opinion. I'm Jay Fallon. Thanks for listening to the Slippery Slope. They just fuel the desire. They will take me higher. I'm on fire because nothing's gonna.